May the fourth be with you. It's the Shane Talks Holiday Special. And the holiday we're talking about is May the 4th, Star Wars Day. It's Star Wars Day, dude. Are you excited? Are you happy? Always. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so tonight, Jason and I are, are taking a trip to the dark side. Uh, if you've listened to us talk on this podcast before, you know that neither one of us are fans of IPAs at all. However, my wife was in Ohio this past weekend and she came across... I find your lack of hops disturbing. And obviously that's super Star Wars related. So since we have a Star Wars beer that was magically given to us right before Star Wars Day, that's what we need to drink tonight. But it's an IPA, so I'm not I'm not really getting my hopes up for it being any good. It smells like an IPA. Cheers, man. Cheers. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Yep, still don't like IPAs. Okay, like I I don't hate it. It's it's not that dry or bitter, but it's definitely not something I would go out of my way to drink very often. Oh, and actually the dryness is starting to set in the longer I go without talking. So we'll get some R2D2 water. <laughs> my cup's still at the theater. Oh. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so we're drinking an IPA tonight. It's from Taft's over in Ohio. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, I'm happy to be drinking a Star Wars beer today. I'm not really happy that it's an IPA, but we will get through it. All right. So Star Wars day, Star Wars day, man. What is, what is your family's plans? Are you guys going to watch any? Do you want to watch any of the movies? Are your kids going to watch any of the cartoons? You guys have any plans? Uh, and as of, as of right now, we don't have any real plans to do a whole lot. The, the Tuesdays is a bad day for us as far as like we've always got something going on. Gotcha. Luke's, Luke's uh, first, um, Lucas, my son, youngest son, his first uh, swimming lesson is today. Gotcha. And, uh, so, yeah, like I've got that going on. And then after that, like the kids have after school um <laughs> tomorrow is oh no i don't remember they have one of their clubs tomorrow gotcha. uh, it's not chess club i'm sorry it's stem club so yeah the yeah the, the uh two middle children have stem club tomorrow after school so it's kind of kind of a busy today, today today after school yeah sorry yeah today yeah um, today after school so yeah a uh, little bit of a busy busy day today so we're, we'll see. I am super excited about starting the Bad Batch today. That's though. what I was going to ask. That's like it, It's out there now, so... Probably have more Star Wars stuff on, like, during the day while I'm doing other things. Right on. As much as I can, but yeah, Bad Batch uh, is something I'm excited about, so... Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting started on that. Uh, so, uh, speaking of Star Wars TV shows... Well, one year ago, we did our Star Wars episode that we we recorded it on May 4th, uh, but because I wanted it to be our fourth episode, it didn't come out for like three weeks. Uh, we, we had a our, lot of people on that episode. We were in our infancy at that point, and we thought putting six people on one episode would be a good idea, um, and that did not turn out very well. So last year's oh. Star Wars, it was a very long episode, uh, and, and a... Uh, a lot of drinking happened on that episode. A lot of people got sidetracked on that episode. Um, it, it was fun, but it was still pretty, pretty drunk and ridiculous by the end of it. But last year, uh, our May 4th episode kind of looked at the past. We looked back at, you know, all the other trilogy, the, all three trilogies, talked to everybody about their feelings on all of them. We looked back at like the solo movie and some, some of the other side stuff that we had. 
So this year, I thought it'd be better to kind of like look towards the future. Like I want to discuss uh, the second season of Mandalorian because that's the last thing that we've gotten Star Wars related. Uh, so we never really talked about that on the show at all. So I want to talk about that for a little bit and then kind of talk about the, the how excited we are for the upcoming future projects that that Disney's about to put out in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so episode or season two of The Mandalorian was just loaded with all kinds of fan service that I ate up like candy and loved it. Um, I, I felt like it was a little bit too much um, like, I, because I, I mean, yeah, it, but I here's the deal it was a little bit too much but i loved every minute of it like sure i mean we started with cobb vance which then led into boba fett yeah um you had a lot of the second season definitely feel felt faster and Mm -hmm. more in touch with like star wars the way we know it because i feel like the first season's more of like a western whereas the second one is more of an action sure i feel like the tone is different so um which is not it's not bad i thought the first season was was really entertaining Mm -hmm. i think the second season's better i agree Uh, i'll say that and that makes but um but yeah i think they did they're they're definitely trending in the right direction so oh yeah so like i said we started with Cobb vanth which moved us into boba fett i liked i mean i love timothy oliphant as an actor i i hope someday they circle back and bring him back into the universe um, I liked bringing back Boba Fett. I love the fact they got Tamura Morrison to do it. Like that was super awesome. Um, they they brought back Fennec from from the first uh, from the first season, uh, having her meet up with Boba Fett and work with him. Uh, we got Ahsoka Tano in live action, and Rosario Dawson, as beautiful as she is, looked even better as Ahsoka Tano. Um, absolutely loved her sequence that. Uh, I think it was like episode five or six that she opens the the episode and it's her fighting in like the cloudy, misty uh, swamp land trees or whatever was amazing. Um, And then uh, it obviously ended with the huge Luke Skywalker scene, which uh, spoilers, if you're listening to this, I assume you're a Star Wars fan and have already eaten all this up. And if you haven't, like that was five months ago. Um, Apologies, there's a Luke Skywalker scene. Uh, what were your did you did it hit you like a nine-year-old kid like it did with me Uh, the last episode yeah or just the whole thing the last the the luke skywalker appearance uh you know what i remember so um while watching it uh the they they're in their their issue or whatever and on the ship and then all of a sudden one X-Wing comes out of hyperspace and jumps right in front of their build. Like they can see it through the, the bridges yep. windows and there. And when it was just one, I was like, Oh, is it going to be that? Is it going to be hit that one? And then a second one's coming out any second. I thought it was going to be the rebel guys yep. that were following Mando earlier in the season. Yep. Uh, on the ice planet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be those two coming to uh, lend a hand. Um, but then once I realized it was only one, I, what is it? Um, Carla Cagino's character is like only one X-Wing or something like that. Right. I was like, oh no, they are not going to do this. Um, I got super pumped. And then he starts walking through, like things start happening. And I was yep. like, it could still not be Luke Skywalker. Sure. 
it's possible it's somebody else. But then at one point they show you like the wrapped hand. Yeah, uh, holding the lightsaber at his side. It, and I was just like, never mind. Okay, I'm on I'm a hundred percent on board with this. Mm-hmm. Um then he did what he did, and then um it finished the way that it did. And yeah, like I was totally like like geeking out the entire time. The fact that they could I, I appreciate the fact that Lucasfilm, John Favreau, Mark Hamill, uh Dave Filani, like I'm I am shocked that they could keep it a secret. Yep. And that I got to experience that for the first time with no spoilers whatsoever in this age of where everybody has to know everything about every movie and television show before it ever airs or gets shown on a screen. Sure. Uh, it really, really is annoying to me personally. So the fact that I felt like they M. Night Shalomon us on this Shalom. Shyamalan uh I felt like they they totally pulled an M night on us for me not know it was coming and it to happen so um super overjoyed with the fact that that happened so it was awesome it was pretty awesome all right so uh the end of Mando season two set up a lot of things for the future of Star Wars we got a two four six eight shows coming up uh here in the next few years well I mean some of them are probably going to be years away but uh, the first thing we know that we're getting is the book of Boba Fett. The uh, end credit sequence showed us that Bib Fortuna had taken over Jabba's palace and Fennec and Boba kind of just walk in and kill everybody that matters and then sit on the throne. So it looks like we're going to have a, a series uh, about Boba Fett going back to Tatooine and maybe retaking some kind of criminal empire. Like, Why not? I'm all for it, but is it a story that necessarily needed to be told i mean like i I guess one of the cool things about boba fett for me personally like i always thought he was a cool character and he got a really crappy killing of course um so i'm glad that he gets a little bit more with uh him getting what he got in the mando series was awesome for sure it's also one of those moments where you're like you know kind of like the Kind of like what Hitchcock said, the monster you don't see is scarier than the monster you do see. Yep. So like giving Boba like his own show where he's going to, they're going to explore things with him and stuff. It's one of those moments where I'm like, ah, they're going to do too much with this guy. And like, sure. um, I honestly thought, uh, and I think I told you this, I thought it was, I thought the book of Boba Fett was going to end up being Mando season three because they're calling it the Mandalorian. So it could literally be any Mandalorian in my, in the way that I think about things. Yeah. Uh, I can see other people not thinking that way, but the way that I thought I was like, oh, they could make it anybody, anybody, as long as it's a Mandalorian or somebody. Yeah. Um, but from what I hear, Boba Fett's its own thing. And season three of Mando is going to be something that happens later down the road, um, which I'm excited for. You know, uh, I think it's going to be interesting for us to have spent two years with Grogu and then like him to be gone. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the focal point of the new show would be or like the next season of the show would be. Sure. And uh, that's I mean, that's, I put that way down at the bottom of the list, but we can talk about that right now because I was going to ask like with Mandalorian season three, if Book of Boba Fett's its own thing, like it sounds like it's going to be, because they're saying that they're going to, you know, start filming the third season of Mandalorian, they've said. So it sounds like it's two separate things. Like, is there going to be like a five-year time jump and all of a sudden, you know, we meet back up with Grogu or like, are they just going to leave Grogu out of the series from now on? Like, 
that 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 would be ballsy in my opinion for them to do to take a character that is so popular in those first two seasons and then say eh, he's not going to be around for season three like yeah, but crazy. then at the same time if you immediately bring grogu back into that you completely nullify him leaving with luke skywalker like Absolutely. his journey is now going with luke and becoming a jedi which is why potentially maybe there will be a time jump i mean Mando's got to get a new ship at this point. He doesn't have a ship anymore. So in theory, you know, he could be hanging out with uh, Carl Weathers, uh, Kreev Garga, Garga. Sure. Whatever. I can't remember his character's name now. Uh, He could be hanging out with him for a couple of years, I guess, while that gets situated. What? Oh, the beer. beer. No, it's fine. Um. But yeah, so I'm very curious to see what they're going to decide to do with season three. Is it going to be they eventually meet back up with Grogu and he, you know, rejoins Team Mando? Or is it literally like, I mean, Mando doesn't really have anybody now anymore. Like you've got, you've got Fennec off with Boba. You've got um, uh, Ahsoka off, go, you know, on her own television show. You've got uh, his... Got, Carla got canned. Carla Gugino got canned by by Disney. Uh, and even if she didn't, she was supposed to be on Rangers of the New Republic, so she, in theory, wouldn't be hanging out with Mando at that point. Oh, good point. I mean, like, Mando really, I mean, other than than Carl Weathers' character, like, there's really nobody else at the moment for him to have, like, Team Mando. Yeah. They could yeah. bring back Bill Burr if they ever wanted to. Because, I mean, I mean, his Dude, episode in season my, two... one of my favorite episodes of season was two. was amazing, yeah. Okay. I agree, it was really good. So yeah, I'm really curious. Like, I have no idea what they're thinking they're going to do with a third season of it. Yeah, and Dave Filani and uh, John Favreau, we trust for so. sure. I mean, they've proven themselves. Um, uh, and Dave Filani for uh, over a decade now. So you know, with him doing, um, what was it the 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 Clone Wars mm-hmm. and doing Rebels, now this show um i totally yeah i have got no problems with him doing whatever they want i mean it's kind of interesting to me because i think i you've probably seen this meme too but there was a meme that was like jj saying i don't know if jj actually said it or if they, they just wrote wrote it for a meme or whatever uh-huh. and it was like well never satisfy all the star wars fans and it was john favreau saying hold my beer and it was just like, and it's like, it's totally true. So oh, yeah. the fact that I have a, if they would have thought of handing these keys over to John Favreau. Before J.J. Abrams? Before the sequel trilogy. Yep. I think we would have been a whole lot happier with the sequel trilogy. Agreed. So, um uh, with those two working together on Mando, it per- like I hope that they turn David Filani into like um, into like him or Favreau or them in a combination with each other, essentially being Kevin Feige of the of the Star Wars universe. Sure. They deserve it. They've earned it. Um, for yeah, so I have no problems with them running it and you know because i think that's what they need they need somebody who has a one voice who can literally be like that's not like and and from everything i've heard about kevin feige with the mcu is that he gives a lot of people creative freedoms 
but then he there are certain times where they're like oh we want to do this and he's like yeah you can't do that pull that back you <laughs> pull that back find something else to do and then but i need you to get over there and then once you get there we're good and <laughs> we can set up for the next thing and so um i think they need somebody who has a definitive voice and has a timeline in his head of how he wants to do things what i uh, haven't been able to figure out with the sequel trilogy is uh, uh, the reigns got handed over to kathleen kennedy who worked very closely with george lucas for a long period of time how how did she ruin things so badly like how i don't i don't think she you gotta remember too disney spent so much money getting this property sure like, what was it four billion dollars something like that you know four billion when they when you added up all the stock options and the cash they gave to lucas mm -hmm. so giving it to somebody like kathleen kennedy who had been there for decades you yep. know uh kind of understood how things worked but george lucas was the main focal point man like it's it was always his baby and to fa the fact that they were probably just doing i mean they said the same thing with the um, right after Iron Man, when they made Iron Man 2. Iron Man 1 was such a huge success that Disney, mm -hmm. once they, oh, it wasn't Disney at that point, but it was the Marvel Entertainment Studios or whatever. Right. Um, they literally, like, kind of took over the reins from Jon Favreau and left a bad taste in Jon Favreau's mouth where he didn't want to really do any more movies as far as directing with them anymore because he was right. just, because of the way that they tried to, like, micromanage absolutely everything that he was trying to accomplish so um uh, they yeah and so here you have a property you spent four billion dollars on sure and, and you're just like they were trying to make the most amount of money back and don't get me wrong jj i don't think was like the main culprit i mean he was the writer he was the or somewhat he was one of the writers wasn't he yeah Yep. Yeah, so he's one of the writers and he's the director, but I mean, can't put it all on him because I doubt he was like, let's just redo number four and six all over again. Sure. Uh, like I, it was probably very, very micromanaged and him coming off his Star Trek popularity at that point. Sure. Time, which I thought he did a brilliant job with the first Star Trek. Yep. Um, I, but again, the second one's not that great to me. The second one is i like so, it it's fine um i think the first one had more heart in it 100 percent uh the second one just felt like we were gonna we're gonna gimmick it and then the third one does is just all over the place because which and the third one's the, a better star trek movie that's what i was about to say i have a lot of star trek diehard friends that actually love the third one because they feel like it's much more of a star trek movie instead of a star trek action movie in space absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but when yeah. you set the tone with the first two and then just kind of shift a sure. little too hard for me for my taste um it's uh it's a little weird so it's kind of like you know mission impossible one compared to mission impossible two 100% good good analogy there uh the one last thing i want to say about dave filoni real quick before we before we move on is i loved the fact that a character he created for the Clone Wars with Ahsoka Tano, that that was the episode he directed in uh, episode five or six. Like the fact that he got to direct the live action version of her. Like I, I, I love that as a storytelling or a, a storyteller 
thing, like having created this character t- like 15 years ago, and then the first time she's ever done live action, you get to be the one to direct it. Like that's just awesome for Dave Filoni. I think that's so cool. And and you know, I think Rosaria Dawson was it's literally like Professor X patrick stewart all over oh, again yep everybody was like no you need rosario dawson <laughs> yep. it was so it was just like destined to be that way so um, so all perfectly came together and like i feel bad for the ashley chick that like voiced her during the clone wars because apparently she was a little upset at the fact she didn't even get the chance to try to to be the live action version but i mean i'm sorry rosario dawson was perfect in every way yeah and um I really, um, I, and the, the way that she's looking for, uh, Admiral Thrawn, like, like, oh, yeah. so, so perfect. Oh yeah. And, and, um, I don't think I finished Rebels until after that. Episode. Oh, really? Or maybe it was like right before Mando season two. I can't remember when I did it, but yeah, sure. I like finished Rebels and I and like, that's a hell of a cliffhanger to just end the show on. Oh, dude, it's so like good. your main character. So, like your essential main character is just taken away with like the the epitome of evil. Well, and my only complaint about that last uh, episode is that I felt like it happened too close to when Kanan did his thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like I wish there was more time between those two things. Sure. Because it, like it was almost like it was like okay. Uh, he did. Uh, he does his thing, and now I understand what I have to do. So I'm going to do this thing, and it was just like sure. it just happened too quickly. Like maybe if his if uh, if he would have done his at the beginning or like middle of the season, and then this would have been at the end. So I want to say it's like the same episode or two episodes away from each other. Or something it's very like it's very close. I, I it's very close to the end, and um, which is oh. just one of those moments where you're like, damn it, like. And the, the greatest part about Rebels, the thing that makes me so happy, is the fact that they brought Thrawn in as an actual, like, they made him a canon character in, like, it, like I mean, because I don't know about you, but, like, in high school, like, I read Heir to the Empire and that whole Timothy Zahn trilogy, and I, I thought Thrawn was the greatest bad guy ever. Like, when they announced they were making Episode 7, I crossed my fingers and prayed they were just going to do Heir to the Empire and have, you know, Thrawn be the villain. That would have um, made sense. I, I, Luke sets up the Jedi Academy. Luke and Leia, or Han and Leia, are together and have their twins. And like, uh, like there was like, I don't understand why they didn't just go, "Wow, Heir to the Empire is the greatest selling Star Wars book like that's ever been written. Why don't we just adapt that and bring Thrawn, like a literal megalomaniac terrorist character that isn't even a like he's not even a Sith villain, but he just is so menacing and like so military tactile, like as a bad guy, like." I just loved that character. So I was extremely happy when Rebels ended up bringing him in. And I was just like, he deserves this. Like he's, he's canon now. Like he, he deserves to be here. And I am, I'm going to geek out like a 14 year old kid when I get to see the live action version of him, which uh, here in a little bit, when we start talking about the Ahsoka Tano series, we'll, we'll talk about live action Thrawn in a second. Well, in a couple minutes. Um the next series that we know we're getting because it's filming right now is the Cassian Andor series. Are you excited about that at all? Rogue One is a good movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't care for the character. I feel like 
There's so many times where it feels like so many people are just trying to recreate Han Solo. Oh, like, for sure. And it's just like, it's like, come on, just give me somebody who's a, a lot different. Well, like, and the, wor- the worst part about this series is Alan Tudyk has come out and said he hasn't been contacted about K2SO. So as of now, it doesn't sound like K2SO is even in the series. So like where you could do like a buddy cop type show with like, you know, live human Cassian Andor and then his his robotic buddy bantering with each other, like a Falcon Winter Soldier type thing. Like, as, as of now, I mean, Alan Tudyk could also be lying because God knows he works for Disney and, you know, Disney pays a lot of money to make sure people don't lie or don't tell the truth or whatever. So he could be lying about it. I have a feeling most likely what's going to happen is he'll he'll pop up in the last episode, like, at some point, he'll find him and be like, oh, a droid. I should reprogram him to be my droid. And then that'll be K2SO, and maybe he'll be around for a couple minutes in the season one finale. Like It might be like an origin story of how those two characters meet. Um, but like I, I'm going to watch it, obviously. But like you said, like I'm not that interested in the character. I didn't care. Like He was, he was nowhere near my favorite character in Rogue One. Um, well, and, and on top of that, like... He- you don't want to like you understand why he's doing what he's doing because he's doing whatever it takes to get the empire but it's also like you know it's the skeezy like used car salesman kind of (laughs) feel like even more so than han solo like i don't know well and the story will be really important like whatever story they decide to tell of him hopefully it's not as dumb as the solo origin excuse me the solo origin story that we got hopefully it's not that terrible well but see you say that but you know what like what they set up in solo i would have loved to have seen the continuation of that sure well no because like the first the first solo wasn't was just them screwing up by hiring people they thought they whatever reason changing directors when 80% of your movie was shown sure. already filmed and then refilming another 80% of it or whatever like sure it, it just um obviously didn't work with uh justice league and it didn't work with the, this with solo yeah. but it's one of those moments to me where if you had the proper voice throughout the whole movie and the a clear defined vision for what could be the solos solo sequels i think like i would have loved to have seen him end up going up against darth maul at some point sure. and tanged with a intertwined intertwined with the black sun and sure and and yeah like that that could have been some awesome stuff i don't think we'll ever see it because of the way that people responded to solo sure. or if we do it won't be for like another 10 years or so so well i mean there another show that we're going to talk about eventually is the lando show and there would be potential for aldrin eldritch or alden eldritch or whatever to show up for maybe a side mission or two with lando depending on what the lando thing is going to be about so we might get some kind of redemption there we'll see uh the next series is the one that i am the most excited about of anything they've ever announced Star Wars related, um, I cannot wait. Like I've been, they've been teasing me for like three years now. It's been on and off again for a long time. But the Obi Wan series with Ewan McGregor, I'm very hyped and excited about. And I don't even mind the year wait that they put off 
because when I read what the original plot was for the Obi-Wan series, I was like, ooh, thank God you guys aren't doing that. Thank God you've looked for something else to do. Do you remember what the original plot was? Did I you see that leak? I did not. The leak was that it was going to be uh, um, Obi-Wan on Tatooine protecting baby Luke. Literally the same thing we just watched with the first season of The Mandalorian. And so when they, uh, apparently somebody at Disney was like, hey, this is kind of the exact same thing. He's protecting baby Yoda and you've got Obi-Wan protecting baby Luke on Tatooine. Yeah. So uh, when they were like, we're going to put this on hold for a while. Obviously at at first I was like, no. And then I was like, ah, I see why I'm okay with that. Uh, So yeah, so I'm super excited about the show. I love Hayden Christensen. I know he's in the worst Star Wars movies ever. I know he has the worst Star Wars dialogue in the history of Star Wars, but I love Hayden Christensen as an actor. Life as a House sold me on him. I always felt that George Lucas ruined his potential in in those two movies. I will agree. Um, so I am I'm really excited he's coming back as Darth Vader. Obviously, like how much of it's really going to be Hayden Christensen, like. How many? How much of it's going to be like stunt guys in the suit? How often is he going to have the helmet off to actually be hate or to be uh, Anakin? Well, to that matter, flashback sequences or something. Oh, okay, that could be true too. I didn't even think about that. Um, but so I'm excited like, to have Hayden like Christian arrow thing. Oh, like, true. You, if you use arrow as a as a template and just yeah. be like twelve years ago or whatever, and like. You know, before he turned dark and show him doing some of the missions that they've done. That would be really cool. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I think uh, whatever whatever it is, I'm excited to see Hayden Christensen get to be Anakin in something that George Lucas didn't write or direct. Like, I, I hope that it will redeem it for him. In the same way that, like, I always kind of hope that Jar Jar is going to show up at some point and somebody's going to be able to redeem Jar Jar's arc. Like, I... Again, like I understand that Jar Jar is an annoying character, but at the same time, like he was kind of important because he essentially created the clone army and like he essentially started that entire uh clone wars. Like, I just felt like Jar Jar never really. I mean, again, don't get me wrong, I he's annoying, he's a terrible character, but I feel like he deserves some type of redemption for being written the way that he was. Uh, so really cool death, like. Yeah, it it always would have been, I always would have liked it. And I mean, it would have sucked, but, and I, and everybody loves the fact that Anakin goes and, you know, kills all the younglings or whatever. I feel like instead of him killing the younglings, it would have been very powerful for him to walk up to Jar Jar and Jar Jar be like, Annie, all hell's breaking loose. What are we going to do? And he just like slices him down. Like, cause that's literally one of his first friends we ever saw him meet, like on their journey in episode one, like, Yep. Like Jar Jar and Annie were kind of like the two, you know, out of place characters and whatnot. So for him, for Anakin to have struck down and killed Jar Jar, I feel like that would have been a very satisfying death for his character, you know, because like I said, he was essentially the one that created the clone army and started yeah. all started all the war. And then for Anakin just to be like, you don't even deserve to live. Like, I feel like that would have been a better arc for Jar Jar. But anyway, like a, a small part of me always just hopes that at some point he can get some kind of redemption for how much everybody hates him in the Star Wars universe. Don't know if it'll ever actually happen. I know Ahmad Best got his redemption by doing that, like, 
temple run star wars television show where he got to play a jedi wasn't that on like youtube or something yeah i think it was on youtube i i I watched it on youtube so it was probably a youtube show but it was kind of like the last whatever the nickelodeon temple guardians of the temple show or whatever was it was essentially the same type of thing with star wars themed stuff um so i was happy for ahmad best to get that uh for him so i'm super excited about obi-wan you are as well oh yeah definitely and i mean anytime you can get uwa mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi like he's just so awesome as that character so oh yeah super excited uh the next show uh so those andor and obi-wan are both filming at this moment or Andor may have wrapped by now. I can't remember, but I know I've seen that Andor and Obi-Wan are both in the filming process. Next up, we're supposed to be getting the Ahsoka Tano series, which we've already talked quite a bit about Ahsoka. I'm going to throw out uh, all the names that I was able to, to compile. Uh, I Google searched yesterday uh, who is who the fans want to play Admiral Thrawn. And I just want a yes or no from you if you would be interested in these actors. Uh, first one, Benedict Cumberbatch. Sure. Okay. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Magneto, right? Yeah, Magneto. Young Magneto. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he's kind of he. Had, both of them can have their menacing moments. And sure. I, mean, I, I think I think out of those two, I think I'd go Fassbender more than. Okay. Cumberbatch. Uh, next up was Jason Isaacs. He's perfect. He's I can see that too. Perfect. I'd be happy with that. Uh, Next one's a little different, but I think it could work really well. Is Sterling K. Brown? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I think he, I I actually really enjoy him whenever he's on screen for something. Yeah, I think he's got some really good acting chops. It uh it it it, it wasn't anything that would have come to me at first, but when I when I saw that name, I was like, oh my god, like he could totally do that and to be like evil about it. Like I, I'd be really happy with that. Next up is a fanboy one that I'm not interested in. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I mean, you could see it, but I'm right there with you. Like, I don't, but at least it would be, it would be completely different than Loki as far as true, like acting wise, like for him to be in another big canon universe thing and it not be Marvel and not be Loki so that he he can have a dark and, you know, matter of fact, crazy menace kind of thing going on i think it would be i think he could do well with it again like i I mean i think he could do well with it i agree it's just not something i want to see i i would prefer basically anybody else with him so far uh the next one i found was hugh laurie um house yeah okay yeah uh the next one again took me by surprise when i saw it and i thought about it i'm like he's a stupid comedian but his dramatic stuff I've seen him in, he's been very good. And that's Sasha Baron Cohen. No, I'm good. No? I'm good. Okay, all right. I mean, I think he might be able to do it. And then the last one is probably who I would want. And and just for, for fanboy reasons more than anything, uh, is Lars Mikkelsen, who actually did the voice on uh, Rebels for Thrawn. Perfect. And here's here's the other thing. I, I know you haven't watched Sherlock, but he's the main villain in the third season of Sherlock. And okay. he is so menacing and terrorizing to Sherlock that I was like, okay. And it's 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 uh it's Mad Mickelson's older brother. Gotcha. I so, um 
honestly, out of the entire list, Jason mm-hmm. Isaacs is literally perfect. Like, okay. like as far as a look, because like I think of him when he did um, the Patriot, and like, oh, okay, and like, and how the how crazy, not, not the Malfoy, uh, Malfoy, whatever. Okay. But uh, but yeah, like when he did the Patriot and how, like he was pretty unsettling. evil in that movie. Yeah, he's unsettling and it works. And I think I think Sterling K. Brown. I I never would have picked that. Sure, but I'd put him as probably like I might put him as tied for my number one for either one, like either or actually no, they're both number two. Give me the guy who did the voice because the voice is perfect. Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah, I'm I'm with yeah. you right there. I'd be fine with I all. Three I don't of those. know. Does he have the slender frame and everything? Not ex- yes and no. Uh, he he's a pretty slender guy, but he kind of has one of those thin chin out to a rounded head. Ooh. Like he doesn't have the like. I mean, when you look at Thrawn, like it's straight down. Yeah, yeah. he's got yeah. more of a rounded Jason out head. Isaac's Jason perfect. Isaacs could definitely be perfect for that. I mean, Sterling K. Brown's head is fairly straight, also. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with either one of them. Sure. And for them, that, like, like you think about it, like, it, since since repre- uh, uh, representation matters, like, I I to have. Well, and what was it? The Ali was supposed to be the bad guy in Solo, but they had oh. to give Bettany that role because of the reshoots. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, I'd be okay with him coming in and doing it too, maybe. Maybe. Um, but like Sterling K. Brown would be awesome. Yeah, so. that would be totally cool as well. Yeah, but he's uh, got to so- look the part too. Like it, like like the way they drew Thrawn was yep. just so, or Thrawn was just so Thrawn, perfect. Yep. So. I agree. So that's pretty much all we really know about the Ahsoka Tano series. And that's literally just based on the fact that in her episode, she explicitly says that she's hunting Thrawn. Like, so we, we, we know that her show is like, I mean that I didn't, I didn't even think about Google searching, like who the fans want to play Ezra, but I mean, in theory, we're going to get a live action Ezra. And what if, what if she ends up in her series meeting up with the rebels again? Like, are they going to give me uh, Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan or Canon? I, 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 I would love that. that. I think I think that his I'd, I'd love to see a live action version of him. Yeah, and I would love for it to be Freddie Prince Jr. Because oh, absolutely, they're like, both tall and thin and skinny, and he'd be perfect. So, like, who could we get to play Ezra Bridger though? Like, I mean. Well, I mean, I, you got to figure this has got to be years after it happened, right? It's, it's 10 years later. So, like, you're looking at somebody, like, you could do uh, somebody who looks like Zac Efron. And I mean, like, body-wise. Okay. I'm not saying Zac Efron necessarily, but, like, somebody, like, shaped that way. Sure. Who, who's maybe not terribly tall, but, you know... I'll be fine. You just name, like I'm fine. Give it to Zach Efron. I'd be okay with that. I'm trying to think of like who else is that kind of that kind of actor though, like that we could pull off. Eggsy. <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with that. Oh, uh, who? What was his real name? Oh, I can't God. remember now. He played John. Um, Elton John. Yeah. 
I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, uh, uh, Taron Edgerton. Thank you. Yes. Yep, there we go. Taron Edgerton. Uh, but I mean, like, Fine. I think, I think, um, I think Zach Efron could, could pull it off. Um, I mean, he's definitely somebody that I badmouthed for a long time. And then obviously once the greatest showman hit, I went, my, this guy's not, well, and I also liked him in Baywatch, but like, this guy's not as bad as I thought he was. My wife liked him in Baywatch too. <laughs> Uh, so the no, next show... I've been working on that physique ever since. <laughs> the next show that we got coming up is going to be interesting. Um, it's called The Acolyte. It's from Leslie Headland, who's done the show Russian Doll, which I have not watched. It's Natasha Le... Natasha Leone from American Pie, but it's apparently like a super good. Like I don't know anybody that's bad mouthed the show, so someday I'll watch it. Um, this is uh, the only bits that they've released so far is it's going to involve martial arts. It's going to be a mystery thriller. And then somebody was quoted as saying emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high Republic era. So high Republic era is I think like two to 300 years before episode one, like back when like the Jedi council were still like the Jedis of, of the old and like they were going around being peacekeepers and whatnot. Um, the Acolyte has always been associated with the Sith. Um, it's basically just Sith Lords would have followers that had like minor force powers. And so, so force sensitive, gotcha. Yeah, they were like force sensitive type people. So they would like gravitate towards like Sith Lords to try to improve their like force of like dark side abilities and whatnot. So the term acolyte's always been very much associated with like those kind of people that gravitate towards the Sith. So I'm assuming it's going to be that kind of show. My only issue with that is I'm not a big fan of trying to make evil the main characters of the show. Um, and, and again, you know, I'm I'm Jedi all the way. I'm light side. I'm blue lightsaber. Like I I, I and I mean I'll again it's Star Wars, so I'll watch it to see what they do. But I just have trouble when a bad guy is the main character and you want me to like a bad guy. So we'll yeah. see how that show turns out for me. Uh, next up is Lando, which we mentioned a few minutes ago. The, there's nothing official, but everybody believes that Donald Glover is going to be coming back. And so that could be super cool because I liked him in the solo movie. I thought he was fine. But again, I didn't care for the plot and script of the solo movie. I really disliked his love affair with the robot. That was just very strange to me. I, I mean, I won't argue that. You're right. Very weird. So uh, this one is being held by a guy named Justin Simeon, who did the movie Dear White People and then did the television show Dear White People. Uh, the movie was fine. I never watched the TV show. I, I thought the movie was pretty good for what it was. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, a, a voice of color bringing something to Lando. Like, it's better than hiring three white dudes to write it. I guarantee that. So um, looking forward to seeing what they do with Donald Glover. And like we mentioned earlier, it would be very cool if somewhere throughout the storyline, they were able to weave Han Solo back in to just, again, redeem that crappy movie. Give uh, me Han Solo as it, like, like, I'm thinking like, um, the first season Bill Burr episode of the Mandalorian where they go on that like heist mission, right, the, like, the prison ship, the prison ship. Yep. Give me a heist mission like that. Like Lando gets hired to go on a heist 
And who does he call? His best scoundrel friend, Han Solo, to come in for two episodes and help him with a heist. Like, I would love for something like that to happen. I interrupted you. Did you have a thought on the show? I was just going to say, I just hope they keep the 70s pimp feel for Mr. For sure. No, so whatever the case may be. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, the last show that we don't have a whole lot of information on is Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know if that's on the back burner now because it was announced that Gina Carano was supposed to lead that show. Uh, we assumed it was going to be like a new like uh, X-Wing or not X-Wing, but like a, a new like fighter pilot group of people or something because she has that conversation with that dude um, near the beginning of the Mandalorian. Uh, the guy that... The, the guy that gives her the card and whatnot. Yep, yep. Um, was that? I said, yep, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought I thought you might have said his name because I'm drawing a blank on his... I, I know they told us his name in that episode. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but yeah, so I thought... Yeah, I don't know. I, I assume they are revamping the show because Gina Carano got canceled. But then also like a week ago, I saw something that said... Disney is open to Gina Carano again. Like, I don't know if everything's blown over. Oh, did you see the same thing? I did. You uh, did? I okay. It was just fanboy propaganda or right. actual. So, but I did see the thing that, like, um, somebody from one of their other shows was like kind of like backing her or something. And it ended up going favorably for her. But I don't, who knows? Sure. Well, and it was like weird because as soon as she got like fired from from Marvel or whatever, she announced that she was doing some other show, like immediately. And then like I haven't heard anything else about that. I can't even remember what the name of the other show was. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, a show. They haven't announced it anything really with it yet. Um, oh, okay. So she she got canned from Lucasfilms, and then when she went to, or um, then there's a. Uh, a, a tele like a, an entertainment studio that's going to make television shows and movies okay more um more conservative based oh, okay so, more so than liberal based and gotcha. so, uh she ended up signing a contract with them saying that she would make a television show for, or make some kind of entertainment with them um and they were trying to give her more creative outlets for her opinions and stuff like that not not necessarily where it would be like you know ultra conservative or anything but who knows um but yeah that that site's called the daily wire oh okay ben shapiro is like the main guy which a lot of people hate um so because of his very he's very conservative he's on the far right or i wouldn't say far right because that would be like That'd be like KKK and stuff, but like gotcha. he's definitely more for he's way closer to the outside than he is in the middle. So, all right. Uh, we've, we we ran our theories about Mandalorian season three already. Uh, so there's only really one Star Wars movie and it's still two and a half years away. It's December of 2023 and you're shaking your head. You're not excited about Rogue Squadron? No, no, no. I'm fine with Rogue Squadron. My problem with what they've done mm-hmm. is their reason why they thought Solo performed poorly was because people were burnt out on Star Wars. Okay, I, see. I don't feel like that was the truth at all. No. I don't think you get burnt out on good writing and good storytelling. You can crave it 
you want the next thing the the whole aspect of the mcu has been proven that if you make something that's just even mediocre right that people are gonna go out and see it in droves but you have to make you have to make really good stuff and sometimes have mediocre crap compared to star wars which gave us mediocre crap then what oh sorry so how did it go seven was mediocre then it was what, garbage eight was crap then they gave us rogue one which was pretty good over it, it, but a lot of people do um then you gave us solo which was crap crap and then you gave us nine which was crap so like i think the the fatigue they're talking about has nothing to do with the fact that we got a lot of star wars it's the fact that we just didn't get good star wars um if you can hit the middle or better then that's always going to keep people coming back look at the fast and furious series alone oh sure um but I I don't I don't believe that there is such a thing as Star Wars fatigue if you're giving us good content. Agreed. It, it, it's yeah, you can constantly cash in on stuff if it's good. So Patty Jenkins is helming it. How do you feel about that? She's fine. Uh, huh? Like Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman was a, like a good movie. It has one of my favorite sequences of any con- any comic book movie, maybe any movie. Period. It has a no man's land. Yeah, no yep. man's land. It's a wonderful action sequence. Oh yeah. Um, it's up. It's really high up on my list of like sequences that are awesome in movies, but the movie's just blah. Okay. And then the second one was so bad. So bad. So bad. I was so pumped to go back into a theater and watch a movie, and then I watched that and was so disappointed. So I agree with you. I but who knows how much again it was micromanaged compared to just letting them do whatever they wanted to do. Whatever the case, it sucked. Patty Jenkins, uh, you can do better. I hope mm-hmm. you do better with Star Wars than you did. I'm. I have a funny feeling that she got this job just literally like jj got his job which was you're the it thing right now you happen to be a woman we can check mark that box so that people won't complain that we're just putting white direct white male directors in the in the seat for director sure Um, we're gonna give a woman a chance to direct one um i'd rather see jordan peele direct a movie uh, I'm all, let me rephrase that. I'm not saying take it away from Patty Jenkins. Sure. I wouldn't mind seeing a Jordan Peele Star Wars movie. Um, like, uh, uh, dude, would... And especially if you actually did like a true like Star Wars horror type genre. Well, like we're getting down to in your notes, you have Star Wars 1313. Yep. The comic yeah. book or the, cart, or the, uh, the video game. Mm-hmm. That like was going to take place in the dark underbelly of the entire Star oh, Wars universe. Coruscant, yeah, Coruscant. the under un, the underground levels of the city of Coruscant. You like you, you think of the fact that like we kept hearing that New Mutants was going to be the horror movie for the, the the Marvel universe, and it's like I don't think it was good enough to be a horror movie. I think it had some scary elements in it, but like I. <laughs> I, if you can give me a horror movie that's Star Wars, like, 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 and it, maybe it's not even like a, a, like, 
give me something give me a jordan peele movie where like they're stuck on a ship and like darth maul's hunting or something like that and like or you know make alien essentially in the star wars universe sure something that, like that. that would be very cool to do freaking crazy and especially if you brought jordan peele in and his creativity and like told him you got to stay within the confines of Star Wars and it has to be like PG, maybe PG-13 or whatever. But like, do you, storytelling-wise, in the Star Wars universe, it could be awesome. I even got you better now. Yeah. Finn is the one. It's Finn. Oh. Finn, the star of the movie. Okay. You give Jordan Peele the, the ability sure. to do whatever he wants, make it a horror movie, and literally, like, maybe the last sequence and they'll never make this movie because it pitch it though pitch me pitch me but what is it at the very end of the movie the way that everybody gets saved or the, is because literally finn besides being force sensitive finally gets in touch with like some sort of force power okay able to do something that ends up like killing the alien or pushing the alien into space whatever the case may be give me a finn alien movie directed by jordan peele uh, when I wrote the oh. notes for this, I, I didn't think about uh, bringing this up, but while we're talking about it, I did. You brought up Star Wars 1313, the video game. Uh, it was a canceled video game that there are rumors that somebody is redeveloping it now. Um, but if you want the story about what happened to Star Wars 1313, uh, Jason Schreer wrote a book called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And uh, it's 13 chapters of all canceled, and not, not even all of them are canceled. Like, there's there's some Halo games in here that are talked about. Um, but it's literally, he interviews people that work for video game studios and, like, finds out the stories of, like, what, what happened in the beginning. Like, uh, Uncharted 4 is in here, uh, Diablo 3, Halo Wars, uh, Destiny is a chapter in here, The Witcher 3. Star Wars 1313. He goes and interviews the people that worked at the studios while they were making these games and found out all of the like hell and shit that they went through to make the game or in the case of Star Wars 13 what actually ended up killing the game uh, which was Disney buying you know Lucas films and Lucas films basically shutting down anything that Disney didn't care about which turned out to be that video game. You know being a huge conglomerate like Disney is, mm -hmm. I can't say that they were in the wrong with doing what they did because there were so many facets probably of Lucasfilm going in sure. so many different directions. It's not the worst thing to say, hey, everybody, let's take a breath. We're putting, we're stopping everything. Let's figure out where everything goes. Well, and like one of the things that gets discussed in that chapter is how like Lucas, Luke, uh, Lucas Entertainment, yeah. Lucas Arts, Lucas Arts. Yeah. Lucas Arts, kind of, I think it became Lucas Entertainment or whatever. But they were, they were doing deals with like with EA and with Bethesda and like with all these other companies because they didn't want they know once they stopped being Lucas Arts, they didn't want to make their own video games anymore. They just got tired of it. They wanted to have other people make their games for them. So yeah, like they were like tree branches out everywhere to all these different studios. And uh, from what it sounded like when all the stuff with Disney happened, they just kind of shut everything down to just uh, Bioware, I think. And was just because Bioware does uh, the Old Republic, the SWOTOR, Star Wars, 
the old Star Wars, the old Republic. Yeah, uh, they do that video game online, uh, which I think Bethesda or Bioware is actually owned by EA also. So I think that's why EA is still making Star Wars games. Uh, I can't remember if maybe that was Bethesda that was making 1313, but uh, yeah, it was. It's I highly recommend the book just if you like video games in general because I mean obviously I'm a huge fan of Destiny, which is why I bought the book to hear the story of like how Destiny started and like what it what happened before it became the destiny that was released but i ended up reading all the other chapters not in order but i would pick a game that i was interested in that night i'm reading about halo wars or whatever and it's just really being somebody who enjoys the creative process and you know we've made a bunch of movies together so we've had millions of meetings and millions of script rewrites and millions of you know notes to you know actors and directors and, and stuff like that reading how that happens in the video game industry was super like entertaining to me to just see how that happens so like i said a, a week or two ago i saw a rumor online that somebody is resurrecting that project with disney's blessing because the original version of Star Wars 1313 was supposed to be a Boba Fett video game. The first three or four years that they were working on it, it was a Boba Fett game. And then they ended up changing it to just a generic bounty hunter. I think they tell the reason why, but I can't remember it. Uh, but they just changed it to, instead of you playing Boba Fett, it was rewritten to be you just as a generic bounty hunter on level 1313. And then it sounds like they're probably going to be shifting it back to Boba Fett because of his resurgence in popularity with the Mandalorian. And I mean, you've got seven years worth of work already put into this video game that, you know, in theory, they get update and whatnot. So I'm crossing my fingers because the little bit of stuff that we've ever seen from 1313, the stills and the couple of little like a sequence that's on on YouTube is awesome. Yep. Agreed. So hopefully 1313 ends up coming out. Uh, if you've made it this far and you like video games, I want to let you know that, I mean, I'm an Xbox guy. Uh, I have no idea what PlayStation's doing, but Xbox today for May 4th has like every Star Wars game they have for 75% off. So if there's any Star Wars games you want, like uh, KOTOR and KOTOR 2 are on there. Uh, all the new games are on there. Uh, they're all 75% off on the Xbox store. So I highly recommend if you want to buy it, all the Lego Star Wars games are on there. Like if there's any of them you want, now's the time to buy them. Um, you want Shane or I's gamer tag, leave a comment somewhere. <laughs> we can play something at some point. We can play something. Uh, I still enjoy Battlefield 2 every now and then. Um, it's, it's fun. I like going in there. I hate the fact that like... Uh, if I'm light side, I like to play as Obi-Wan, but some people always like getting there as, as, as Obi-Wan before me. When I play dark side, I like playing as Darth Maul, which luckily he's not as popular. Like a lot of people like playing Boba Fett or the Emperor when they play dark side, but I love getting in there with Darth Maul or Obi-Wan. Like those are my guys I play on Battlefront 2. Uh, I'll play it a lot, but there'll be a day where I'm like in a super Star Wars mood where it's just fun to have a lightsaber and swinging it around. Um, the other video games that have come out recently, uh, I was I was very much into Fallen Order. Uh, did you play that at all, or did you buy it or anything? I bought it. Okay. And I played a little bit. I got to the planet with the the Jedi planet. Oh, like, okay. You're running around and, and Octo. Find, yeah, 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 and and I just got kind of bored with it at that point. Okay. 
um, just a lot of repetitiveness. And I know that a lot of people are trying to do these open world games where you can kind of just drift this way or that way. Sure. But if you're not, uh, I feel sometimes it's like if you're not pointing me in a direction, it's not, it kind of, I kind of lose focus and I don't care about it much after that. I, I enjoyed it hardcore for like two weeks, maybe. Like I, I pretty much nonstop played it through the story. Um, I've gone back a little bit since I beat it. Because, uh, I mean, obviously every planet's got stuff that you can't get to on your first playthrough because you don't have all your abilities or whatnot. So you're like, oh, I see there's that thing over there that I need, uh, you know, to increase my force powers or whatever. But I can't get it because I don't have the double jump yet or whatever. So I've gone back and played a little bit more, but I mean, I, I went hardcore on it for two weeks and really enjoyed it. Um, thought it was a lot of fun, but it, it is one that literally doesn't have replayability. I've, I've barely, every now and then I'll see like, oh, like my Xbox updated that game. And I'm like, oh, did they add some more stuff to it? And I'll go in there and don't really see anything different. Like I, I enjoy the ability to like customize my lightsaber like i enjoyed that part of it like you find different pieces to lightsabers and then you get access to you know add them to your lightsaber if you want to i thought that was cool to you know build my own lightsaber which i'm excited to do i'm gonna do that in in july man i have oh yeah in july we'll probably have a week or two that we don't have any content because i'm gonna be in in florida uh we're going to marco island for a while and then we're going to disney for a couple of days and I, I mean, I'm waiting. I got like 10 more days till I can make my appointment to build a lightsaber, but I check every day. Um, I am super pumped and excited uh, to, to go to Star Wars World and Star Wars Land. And I'll try to ride the rides, but if I don't get to ride the ride, the only thing I literally care about while I'm there is building my lightsaber. I, I'm, I'm throwing down the money. Uh, I've already told my wife that's my big spend on this vacation. Like I have I have to come home and on that on that up there display, I'm gonna have my lightsaber in a couple of months. And I just I I my inner geekdom knows no bounds that I get to do that. I'm I'm extremely jealous. I uh, um I'm holding on to a, a a small bit of hope that I might be able to go in December, but uh it's and- like you've gone you've gone a couple of times. I, I haven't been to Disney since I was 14, so I'm going on like 25 plus years of not going to Disney. You've been quite a few times in the last few years. And every time you go, I'm like, oh, I want to go to Disney. Uh, so quite I, a few. I went in 15 and I went in 18. So like, it, I've only I thought been, you've had like four trips in the last couple of years. I've only been no? there twice. Okay. I've been there a bunch more than I have. Um, I absolutely, if anybody ever has the ability um I know Shane's stuck with, or not stuck, but Shane's not going to Animal Kingdom. Nah. If you find the day, if you find the day, I can understand why a lot of people bypass Animal Kingdom when they go. Um, but if you have the day to go to Animal Kingdom, I highly implore everybody to ride. Um, um, oh my God. The Avatar ride. The Avatar Banshee ride, which is called the, oh my God, why am I not? Flight of the flight of the banshee um it's uh it's it's on a totally different level and i i've heard that rise of the resistance which is the new star wars ride which you have to like like check the app at like seven o'clock and like one o'clock in the afternoon seven a.m and oh is it is that what it is 
you have to figure out like, yeah, they give you strict instructions on following it. But I heard that those two rides literally can make your entire Disney vacation. Um, uh, I have, we have a mutual friend who's a huge Star Wars guy with us, Chris Meek. And he told me that he, the last, one of the last times he went, he had ridden Flight of the Flight of uh, the Banshee, Banshee and um, Rise of the Resistance, and he was like, nice. "I loved Rise of the Resistance, but Flight of the Banshee was even better, as far as the ride." But I hear, but I hear that Rise of the Resistance is amazing. My brother David told me that he really wants me to go in December because he wants to be able to see my face when we go into rise of the resistance because right he's written it a couple of times already and he was like it's so amazing um i'm i'm hoping i can figure out a way to pull it off uh and rise i'm of crossing the my fingers for you man like i want you I'm to have your own lightsaber you. i want you to be able to go on rise of the resistance when you go yeah so. like so like, we'll definitely try to do the millennium falcon ride like because i checked because because I'm now obsessed with this vacation, I check that Disney app every single day now, a couple of times a day, and like I I go and check the wait times, and they're honestly only like 45 minutes to an hour right now for for the Millennium Falcon ride. So yeah, and, and you're going in July, which is really hot weather, um, in in Florida, so it might even be longer than that at sure. that point in time, uh, because right now people are still in school and stuff. Yeah. Right now would be like the perfect time to go. So right now, well, because and I mean, like, I'm I'm just crossing. My, I mean, I guess Florida doesn't care about COVID, so I shouldn't even get my hopes up. Like, I'm kind of just hoping that, like, I'm hoping our vacation is like, oh, like half the world still wants to stay inside because of COVID, so that I just don't have to deal with a lot of people when I'm there. Um, but we'll see how that turns out. Because uh, my, my other thing is, is I, I know limits on how many people can go into the park, though. So that's good to hear. Uh, the other thing that I, I know I shit talk about going into movie theaters right now uh, and how I don't want to go see anything with the public at the moment. But if I'm at this, I, I will be at Disney when Black Widow opens. So if I can find a theater there to go watch the movie at, I will probably subject myself to an audience viewing of Black Widow. There is an AMC in downtown Disney Springs. Okay, that then that's probably where I'll end up going. But I would imagine that there's probably one down near whatever island you said you're going to. Uh, we're staying at uh, we're staying at uh the Floridian, the Grand Floridian. So we're oh, the 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 oh Marco Island. Marco Island. <laughs> yeah. Close by there. I don't know. I've never. But we we drive to Disney on the eighth. So like even if they have like Thursday night showings or whatever, that will still be the first night that we're in disney yeah you might be able to find some showings that evening so so we'll see i will i will break my i don't want to go out in quarantine to a movie theater i will break that to go watch black widow while i'm down there so that'll be kind of cool the only other video game we had to talk about the last thing that was on this list was uh, star wars squadrons hey you're done with the beer don't even worry about it anymore you made it i'm proud of you it's a shitty beer but it's a star wars beer and we made it so yay uh, have you have you played squadrons? squadrons i have it um, sucks it's it, not the best <laughs> so like battlefront 2 has a flying section to it and i play that when i play battlefront 2 sometimes i like flying around in an x-wing i feel like the controls in battlefront are far superior to the controls in squadrons like 
Quadrants is a lot more like a flight simulator, though. Yes. Which I'm fine with, like, if because that seems like the avenue that they were going for. So um, I agree. It, it's fine. It, it It's okay. I I played, I downloaded it and played it while it was free at some point on, okay. on like a free weekend or something on Xbox yep. Gold. And it, but I have to say that I, it wasn't something that enticed me enough that I'd be purchasing the game. Sure. I feel you on that. I, I own I a lot of Star Wars games and I don't play enough of them. Like I own, um, what is it? The Force Unleashed one and two. I own, which are uh, both phenomenal games. I love both of them. My only problem with that is like it, it, how repetitive it is. Cause like, it's like you just do the exact same moves over and over again. And sure. that's why I liked uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order at least shook it up a little bit for Agree. me. Agree. Yep. Um, so before we wrap up and end this, which it's already gone way longer than I, I, I thought we were going to talk for like 30 minutes today, but we've, we've rambled on for a while. So thanks for, thanks for suffering through this this morning with me. Uh, you said you had some props or toys or something you wanted to share with me for tonight. Oh, uh, I was just joking. Uh, if anybody looked at the thumbnail. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Okay. Beforehand was my. Your Vader mask. Gotcha. Oh, Darth Vader mask um, with the gloves. With the gloves, nice. Um, I was trying to find my Vader, um, my Vader lightsaber, which is just a plastic toy, pretty much. Um, kind of like this Vader lightsaber right here. Yes, pretty much exactly like that. I've got my Star Wars headphones. Got my my Anakin and and my Luke uh, lightsabers also. Yeah, like I've got, I've got way too much. I These are all plastic. I can't wait to have a real metal one that I put together myself at Disney. That's put together be a real. See, you know what? This is where you intercut test footage number two and three. <laughs> oh my God. Those lightsabers. Oh my God. You built oh those. God. You built those. Those were heavy suckers. Okay. So. Yeah. That, so uh, we'll just talk about that real quick. Uh, back in 2004, five ish. No, so, it was before that. Three, two like, thousand two or three. Two. Okay, so like two thousand two to three ish. Uh, we've talked about it. I, maybe on last year's May the fourth episode that you and I were going to do, uh, or I had come up with an idea for a for a Jedi killing bounty hunter Star Wars short film that we wanted to enter into the Lucasfilm uh, competition that they did every year that they had uh, celebration before O two. Well, I think I think it would have been after O2 because we were going to do it and have it ready for the O5 celebration. You're right. You're absolutely. It was right, right after episode two came out and they right. had that celebration. I was like, in three years, we can make this Star Wars movie. Like, we'll we'll just spend the next three years making this movie, and we made like four other movies instead during that time. Um, but for we we ended up doing test footage of you and I having lightsaber battles, and for those battles. I constructed lightsabers out of PVC pipe and all kinds of random shit that I found in my dad's uh, in my dad's basement uh, in his workroom. Uh, constructed all these lightsabers that had you know buttons and, and hooks, and you could put it on a on a carabiner on your on your pants and whatnot. Um, and then inside yep. the PVC pipe, I put um, like foam in a circle so that we could insert dowel rods into the top of it so that we could do the actual fight choreography and having the lightsabers hit each other, but they would be dowel rods that were, you know, 
each one of those lightsabers was probably like 18 inches long. So the dowel rod was at least 18 inches into it. So we could swing them pretty hard. I think we did eventually break one of them. Yep. Yeah, but we were able to swing them pretty hard during our fight scenes. And then they acted, you know, like like wooden swords would hitting each other. Uh, I don't know where those are. I I at least kept one of them. I, I kept the one that I made personally for me. I don't remember if I kept the like B lightsaber that I made for you to use, but um, I need to find that. I'd have, I have I know I can. Oh, I do know where it is. Ah, I wish we would have talked about that earlier. It's in it's in my Gemini Films box. It's in my attic. I remember the last time I went through that box, I found it in there. But yeah, so I, I have built my own personal lightsaber out of PVC pipe 20-some years ago, or almost 20 years ago, but I'm ex- excited to build an official one at Star Wars Land that's made out of metal that lights up and glows and looks really good. And I, like I said, man, I'm crossing my fingers that you can go, maybe you, maybe you go without the family in December. That'll make it a lot cheaper. Did you fall asleep or did you freeze up? Okay, you're back. All right, cool. Did you hear me when I said maybe you should just go without your family? No, I did not hear you say that. Okay, uh, our, our connection froze up for a second. So you you froze and I didn't know if you were able to hear me or not. But I said it'd be a lot cheaper if maybe you just went in December as a Jason trip. I mean, I feel like your kids have been enough recently. You need to go to Star Wars land too. You need to have Jason time to go to Star Wars in December. <laughs> you realize what my children would do to me? They, my children, uh, never alone what my wife would think of <laughs> My children would disown me. They'd be like, you went to Disney with our cousins without us? Oh, <laughs> I would never live it down. They hey, man, do. but one day they'll they'd grow up and they'll... They'd bring that up when they were getting married 20 years ago. <laughs> they'd be like, Dad, I love you, but you remember that time? Yeah, you're not walking me down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least that's only one out of the four weddings you have to worry about that. <laughs> I think they, they... You just don't tell them where you... you Daddy's got to go on a work trip. <laughs> <laughs> he just happens to come home with a lightsaber surprise <laughs> uh well happy may the fourth man it's been a blast talking to you about the future of star wars how excited we are how, how much we geeked out over stuff over this past year how much we didn't like some of the stuff we've gotten recently but it was it was a great may the fourth talk went a lot longer i thought we were going to talk for like 30 minutes uh we did basically a full episode so Thanks for your time tonight, and uh, I will see you in a couple of more days to record this week's episode. We got one with Jason Richardson coming up. We are going to look at television shows of of the late 90s. Uh, it's going to kind of be broken up to shows that started in 1999, shows that ended in 1999, and then some of our other favorite shows that were in the middle of their runs in 1999. Uh, so this next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have Jason Richardson on with us. And until then, thank you guys for listening today to our May the 4th uh, Shane Talks Holiday Special.